tonight, we're talking everything coronavirus. We're talking everything related to the issues and the dramas and the headaches and the fears and the concerns that many people seem to be having right now. Um, I obviously am an entrepreneur, as you know, and so I want to help to uh, educate you on things all business related. But tonight we needed to go off into another subject and that's why you're coming. So come on in and join us. Okay, get stuck in. No problem at all. Whenever it comes to mentioning what people's qualifications are and what experience they've got, I find it very difficult to make sure that they get it absolutely right. So I would like you to please, Dr. Sadir, to introduce yourself to my audience and let us know a bit about your experience and why you're qualified to sit with us tonight. Uh, thank you for inviting me tonight, Spencer. Uh, the point, uh, I am really a, a surgical oncologist from the United States and uh, I am uh, Chair of Surgical Oncology and Oncology at Al-Zahra Hospital, which is one of the biggest uh, cancer center in UAE. I finished training from Iraq, but I trained in the United States and England, American board and British boarded, plus high qualified in surgical oncology from United States and head and neck. And then I came to 20 years, after 20 years in the United States, I came to UAE, I was the Chair of Tawam, Hospital, which is the biggest cancer institute in UAE in Al Ain. And then I came to Dubai. We've been working in Dubai for five years, building the cancer center in Al Zahra and all affiliated hospitals. And we are working to build all satellites in Middle East uh, countries, including Iraq, Qatar, Bahrain, Kuwait, and then Oman. Okay, wonderful. Okay, excellent stuff. So, I usually jump around and I'm full of energy Definitely. and I'm a motivational type of character. And so people generally see me for that. But tonight I'm going to just approach things slightly differently. Mm. Let's just cut through all of the, the, the kind of the waffle conversation we could Definitely. have. And let's go straight to the point. Yes. Um, we've got the coronavirus, COVID-19. Everybody's worried about it. Definitely. Um, we've seen in China that the, the suffering uh, existed. The lockdown happened and China has started to heal um, on the back of it, which is a positive sign, but we don't have a trend really of anywhere else apart from maybe South Korea being somewhere that there's some slightly positive news coming from. Everyone in Europe is terrified because of what's happening in Italy and then subsequently Spain uh, and in the United Kingdom now with Boris Johnson just mentioning yesterday further lockdowns uh, and, and, and people being no, having no freedom to move. Um, I personally am more worried about what's going to happen to people's mental health and uh, depression and other illnesses that they're going to get on the back of people losing their jobs and, and not necessarily having a future in many industries after this all happens. But there is many people right now that really don't understand what this is. They're being told some types of information and there is so much information on social media that seems to be feeding in one direction one minute, another direction another minute, and so people don't know where to stand. So first of all, can you just explain what you understand about this virus and its impact on uh, communities? So the, re uh, the virus is, it's an infection. It is high level of a flu-like illness like influenza. The mortality, it's reaching above one to two, but still within the low limit of the mortality. Mortality means killing people. So the panicky is a bit exaggerated, but however, that doesn't let us sit 
relaxed, we need to take all the precautions to avoid mortality. Let's go back to the most important. The most important, the plateau of the patient, which is a lesson we learned from China, they increase gradually, then immediate actions from the government. They took by locking them out and support them with the moral, physical, and financial, plus the food, plus all the supply. And after two months completely, two to three months, they are healed well and they recovered. So that lesson should give us the lesson to the other countries, which is now they are taking like South Korea, they are taking, and I can say United Arab Emirates is one of the best country in the Middle East that is doing the right thing and recovering. Still early to really confabulate about that, but still we are in a good phase. The point here is uh, as a virus, which is mainly respiratory effect on the head and neck from the flu-like illness to a major respiratory problem to, to respiratory failure, which is lung knee support. That is really extreme of the disease. That percentage, it, not, it should be less than 1% to 2%. However, we don't need to terrify the people. You are going to that phase. That phase of terrifying of that disease usually affects certain people which is older than 70 or 65, which is the immune system has been weakened by nature. People who has chronic disease, like severe diabetes, renal failure, the most important part, people who are like malignancy, which is they got chemotherapy or cancer or radiation therapy or major surgery that fatigued them to get their immunity has been suppressed to get such type of virus rapidly. The most important part, incubation period of that virus is about, they say between four to 14 days, which means two weeks. And I can be sitting here with you, have nothing in 14 days, either you get illness from me or I get illness from you. That doesn't mean that it is really a terminal or death sentence on you or me. The point here, illness goes gradually with the prodromal phase and then to the consolidation phase. We have patients that are sitting, they are involved, positive, and they are having normal life in their sanctuary. So that doesn't mean when you are involved, you're reaching the phase of death. That is from the health point of view, which we need to reassure people. But the most important part is people has to get all the precautions when the government all over the world, and then the, we are the model of the China, the distancing between one person and another in shops, in place of taking foods, the necessary things, and in the houses. Should not more than three to four people in that house, and then should be separated because the incubation period will be gradually less, and also the survival of that virus in the, as an airborne will be less. The virus can survive in a normal temperature between two to eight hours. During After that time, it will stop. Now, the precautions to the people by washing hands, alcohol, mask, eye shields, gowning, and all these things are majority needed in the places when we are direct contact. Not you go home and sit with the mask and terrify yourself.
So these are general precautions. If we need to go to details about each step, we can go through that. I think the people are have two points to ask. One point, how can I protect myself from anyone that I walk in the street? I think simple precautions by washing, details, antiseptic, hand, and avoid exposure, unnecessary exposure. You don't need to go to the pubs, clubs, and these places, hooker, and then smoking. These are the area when the people are coughing, sneezing, the virus are sitting around. And even if it is in this period that being transmission within two to eight hours. Second thing, nutritional support. Good nutrition with a lot of anti, uh, hot drinks, mouth gurgles, because the virus usually stay two to three days in the upper respiratory tract, in the around tonsils, in the, in the near the sinuses of the nose. And at the time, if you don't let that virus drop down to the, your respiratory system, will help you a lot by lemon, antiseptics, vitamin C, hot drinks, good nutrition, the virus will not survive. Now, the people who have virus go down and get the real problem, they need, they go through temperature, weakness, fatigue, diarrhea, and the muscle aches, joint. The most important, the temperature, which is really bad, plus the stabbing pain in the throat and in the chest. Treatment, there is no really have been uh, finalized specific treatment for a virus about this one. Everywhere from FDA just approved chloroquine, which is anti-malaria drugs, from uh, other countries, small different type of antivirus medication, combination with, with azathromycin, which is an antibiotic. This is like a, a mix of mm. material to treat, mm. one treat side effect, one treat virus action, one treat side, uh, prodromal pictures of the virus in order just to help people. But the real treatment has not been solidified. Multiple countries all over the world, especially America, China, and Europe, France, I think they are looking for antiviral or vaccination for that virus. So from that part, people will not be crippled. However, we are hearing a couple of deaths every now and then. Like China, total number of 100, about 100,000 involved, 3,000 died. So it's about 3%. You have to keep, in Europe, will get higher numbers because the average lifespan of people are older. So people who are older, they have a weaker immunity and my, my more protracted these type of of virus infection. So the numbers might get higher in Europe than in China. In America, it's going to be mixed between Europe and China, but still the numbers, if they're not getting precautions about it, the numbers will increase. As I go, according to the update news, Seattle, which is Washington, and New York, and I think another state, three states, they are really in a bad shape. Chicago, I think, just got badly hit, but these three states has been hit badly. The problem in America, it will be a little bit difficult than Europe. Problem Europe, the law orders will get in, in action immediately. In America, it will be difficult and uh, there will be a lot of chaos if they let the law in that part. So 
America take it a little bit with the precaution of how to handle the restriction and the curfew and all that part. So that is the part the next few weeks is going to tell us how is that peak will be plateauing in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. In China, it is really plateaued to zero. Zero completely. Yeah, case, like today, yeah. I heard only the first case has been re positive today in China. While Europe is still going plateauing that part, Middle East plateauing, UAE is little bit in, a little bit increasing, but very slowly compared to Egypt and Iraq and other countries. Europe still, Italy has been locked down completely. And Spain has so, been so why 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 did it happen so fast in Italy? In Italy, because the virus environment love a little bit wet and bit cold weather, which is Milan area yeah, north, completely, yeah. rather than the south is less. Europe, all of it cold. It is less prevalent in here. When the weather getting hot, it will be more difficult. The virus survival in the as air droplet will be rather than six hours in Europe, it will be two to three hours here, and then the virus will die. Then the other part, you have to understand, in Europe, the age, average age, 70 years old, 60 to 70, and the people live to 1900, mm -hmm. while the average here is in Middle East, 65. So, and then you look to UAE and Middle East, a lot of young age people come here to work. And these are the herd immunity they have and the natural immunity is very strong. So I would not expect that what's happening in Europe is going to really synchronize to happen here. But when you look, when you look at Germany compared mm. to Italy, mm. you see, again, many cases, mm. but such a very, very low number of deaths. Here's is, a scenario. Is, is, there, is there something that Germany's doing that everyone doesn't know? There are two parts in that part. Italy has been let it go and not really following the standard that Chinese done. Oh, it happens, the virus like a flu and it will go away. But in reality, if the Italy from the first day, they took the same protocols of China, that will be happen less. In Germany, has more number of ventilators and more number of hospital per capita than Italy. Uh -huh. And also, I think Germany are the highest in Europe than, than even more than England or, or United Kingdom. In terms of beds. Beds, manpower, uh -huh. and precautions. They did not take the first steps fast compared to the other. I think Germany might be winning in that part, but that nobody can expect. Nobody was expecting to get a pandemic all over the world. It was except, expect that's going to be epidemic or sporadic cases. And then they were expecting that this is just a virus like a flu. It's going to kill certain number of people, which is less than 1%. But reality, it went up. Little bit toxic effect of that virus is more than the influenza. It is the same like SARS virus that came from the hens and chickens in, in, in mm -hmm. before yeah, and yeah. the other other animals. And swine flu and swine, stuff. The swine or, or the pork type of the... Uh, yeah, the pig uh, flu, pig, yeah. pig. Yeah, yeah, swine flu, yeah. So the point here, we need to be sure that the steps has been carried out, prophylaxis has been carried properly, 
and people obey command. Like I looked to Iraq yesterday in news. They are still having the marshes together with the parties what's going on. And the Iraq has been in contact with Iranian people, which is, I think, second after now, after mm -hmm. Italy now. Yeah. China, Italy, and then Iran. Iran. People come traveling from all of this to Qom for their visiting and visitations. So people coming, and these from Iran coming to Iraq for the continued visitation and causing this issue here. Precautions and decontamination is not being carried out properly. If the coronavirus comes through here and then starts to fade away in any country, mm. and I didn't catch it, mm. am I at a high risk of catching it in another country or at another time? And should I actually be, would I be better off getting it now and so that I develop some immunity to it? What would be better for me? Nobody knows what's going on about this part. It's too early to, to predict what's going on about coronavirus. I just got some news that second infection of coronavirus in the same person. Now, does that mean, usually when you get infection infected by a virus, you get a, an immunity that protects you from the, from the same virus. But has this virus changed its RNA code to get as vis visualized to the cells of the body as a different virus? It might be. So this is, can happen. Like influenza, different type of influenza. Yeah. That's different type of corona. COVID-19 might get COVID-20. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean it's better to get it. The question, the vaccination, it might help if we get a proper vaccination. The vaccination, it is can be easy done, but the problem I can, now they are just talking about getting the serum of the infected people, which is carry the immune system, mm -hmm. and I inject it to the people so protection for them. Or I can treat infected people until they get better. That is one of the theories, but that's not a, that really 100%. Okay. The vaccination might take one month, might take one year to get that one. I think, are we, the other question you can ask, are we getting the second attack later on? Mm -hmm. It might go into plateau and fading, mm -hmm. and then goes another plateau. Mm -hmm. Because people get more fast to go to normal life, mm -hmm. which is, that's need to be. So these are the facts about the health part. The most important we need to reassure our people who are observing us, that is not the end. Need to be optimistic. Other than socialization, the work like I just came from the work, but we are very precautionary in our work. I'm treating most likely cancer patient. These cannot be weight. Mm -hmm. Cancer and emergency cannot be weight. Mm -hmm. But we take all the precautions by the mask, the, like getting the gloves and the alcohol and in the operating room as a standard. Because I, I heard in Dubai that mm. we have um, a much higher rate of hospital beds and ventilators per capita than in lots of other places in the world. That is it, perfectly the really right phrase you said it. You really hit it in the eyes. Let me. I was talking to my CMO today about the situation in Dubai. We're talking about as a friend. What's going to happen in UAE and what's going on? I told me clearly, UAE is not going to be another Italy because look to the percentage of the age in UAE. 50 to 60%, let's say 70% are people below age 50 mm -hmm. because all of these are young coming to all from all over the world to work in Dubai. Yeah. And the work people are 
youngest people, harder source people, good immunity, except they have one, some of them bad habits, which is smoking mm -hmm. and sometimes drinking. These are the bad habits that decrease your immunity. So that what happened in Italy is not going to happen in, in Dubai. That's a fact. Second, Dubai is a metropolitan area. Dubai was the place of medical tourism. Dubai hospitals not built based on certificate of need, like what happened in UK mm -hmm. or America. In America, we cannot open two hospitals in one place unless there is the number of per capita need these hospitals. Mm -hmm. So that's what we call certificate of need. Mm -hmm. Dubai is an open hub for medical tourism. Mm -hmm. So the number of the beds and the number of ventilators, each hospital, they have ICU. Minimum hospital, uh, we have 10 to 12 bed uh, ventilator. So regarding hospitals number and ventilators might exceed the need in the future. But I, I, was, is... I was told the numbers where there were 3,000 here yeah. versus 900 in London. Yes, that's right. That, that, that's that's, the that's right. right. So when you consider that three times as many. Then what's the population of London? Is 12 million. What's the population of UAE? 10 million. It's 10 million for, 10 the, million. for the whole country. So yeah. that is the situation here. So if we have three times ventilators compared to London, and then keep in mind, London age people. And they're older people in London. Older yeah. people. Although center of London are usually younger people, like Dubai, mm -hmm. but outside London skirts mm -hmm. and all the area are older age people and all retired. So we basically over here, we've got less to fear. Yes. We should be more optimistic. Definitely. But we should still follow the right protocols. So we should still do all the things you've spoken about, the washing the hands, the social distancing, which is this term that came out. And um, do you think that the, the, the government make great decisions when they stop the schooling for the kids all those weeks ago? We, all the parents were up in arms at the time, but it looks now to be a really smart decision. It is the smartest decision, and they did it so early compared to other countries in the Middle East. So, so basically... Taking that kind of action shows great leadership, doesn't it? To some it is a leadership. I think uh, Sheikh Mohammed, he called the health authority yesterday, uh, really supporting them physically, mentally, and financially, how to take over this critical time about a health system. The point here, I think it is very serious situation, but we don't want to lose hope, and we don't want really say, we are not going to pass through. I can reassure you, we will pass you in UAE, one of the first country in the world, if not Middle East, going through that one. The question, the next two, three weeks, is going to give us a hint which direction. Going up slowly, plateauing, going down. We love to go what happened to China because still we haven't been locked down here in China. Wuhan has been locked completely. Mm -hmm. And all the food being supplied by robots. We haven't reached that level, but I think uh, we are going in the right direction. Hospitals are available. Priority to sick people, treating them. Changing, stopping all the elective surgeries that is except cancers and emergencies are the right step. I think we are going in the right direction, although it us have some financial implication on hospitals, aviations, all the restaurants, everywhere in the world, it, it's hitting us. But 
with the damage control, I think we can pass this time. When you hear of people talking about the fact that more people die of common flu, influenza, uh, every year than have ever died from something like this, yet we don't put the same amount of attention and effort into, uh, into protecting people from that. Do you think that that's a fair, a fair assumption to be made? Or do you think that's unfair? Do you, because there's, there's some people that are saying, look, I'm a self-employed person. I need to go out and earn money. And so I can't sit at home all day because I've got to pay my rent and I've got to get by. And the, the chances of me dying from this are very remote anyway. So the, why, why the worry and the, the, you know, the fear and the issues around this when there isn't about so many other things? More people die of tuberculosis and other types of illnesses every year than have ever died from something like this. That's an excellent question. There are two parts for that question. First of all, we don't have a treatment for that first. This is a new era. Fluenza, we have vaccination. Mm -hmm. We have a treatment. Fluenza mortality less than 1%. This is more than 1%. So that's one thing. The second thing, the distancing is part of the treatment. It's not personally that I want to do distance by just to get uh, keeping you home from your work. Why a government stop people from working, give them paid, paid leave in the, all the hospitals and everywhere while they can let them work from home. That's why part of the strategy is distancing. Distancing, I have to be away from you for one meter or two meters so that any droplet, if I get infection, so it can stay more in the air and die rather than come to you. Yeah. So it's not a matter of I can go back to work and if I want to die, I will die less than 1%. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of transmission yeah. because this is, will be exponential going up and up and infected and that will increase your mortality and morbidity. Good point. Okay, I'm going to take some questions right now. So guys, if you've got questions and any you want to know, okay, that you can ask, let me know. First question, what is your opinion about the placenta as a treatment to inject in our stem cells to kill the viruses and boost our division of cells and hence our immunity system? It's too early to make such a decision. It is, hasn't been implicated in even animal trials before we really get FDA approved to be sit on trials on a human, then after that to implicate it on a regular basis. Okay, makes sense. Okay, get other people coming in. Guys, if you're listening in, okay, so the virus will, uh, he said the virus will die here when the heat increases. However, I've read there's no evidence of this. Now, the way that you described it a minute ago is almost like hot country. It's transmitted through water droplets. Hot country means that essentially the heat will evaporate the water droplet. Would that would that be? No, the virus. I, according to the literature, the virus loves more colder weather. However, the question, his point is valid. Can survive in the hot weather? Yes, but the virus survival in the hot weather it will be less. However, that's too early to assume mm-hmm. until see the summer coming to Dubai mm-hmm. and see then the number of the cases that's going to be newly infected. Got it. Okay. Dr. Sadir, do you feel viral load or viral burden is critical in the process to flatten the curve? The viral load, that is more question being have to be really asked to the biology and statistician. I cannot really assume based on just simple viral load. Viral load might be active, might be non-active. Viral load, it is where it is in the 
in the community or viral load in the in the body or the for that person definitely up to now nothing clear about the effect of the viral load on severity of disease okay understood okay um someone's asking here um why why did iran iran's a dry place typically it's not moist and and cold so why did iran in your opinion really spike because it came straight after china didn't it iran in terms iran of it is up to now it's cooler than uae cooler than saudi arabia cooler than yemen cooler mm -hmm. than other places iran just have a, a lot of hit of snowstorms in Qom especially because that place it is a visitation place for the muslim for the shia to that place so the contact of the people from all over the world coming to that place create the virus from different places and then when they leave they live with the virus to the other country so that's why they hit hardly in that part there was a a, a member of the public that uh, infected 17 people in the news yeah. yesterday um all because they didn't self-quarantine properly um apart from the sheer horror that person must experience mm -hmm. for realizing what they've done that uh, well, in my mind that might, that's that's a really easy thing to do Definitely. You don't need to go to, to visitation at this time, especially now look to Mecca, which is the holy place for all Muslims of the world. Completely locked. Yes. Completely locked. This is number one place in the world for the Muslim to visit. Completely locked. More than ever, especially uh, Ramadan is coming and Hajj is coming. Usually between three to four million people visit that place. It's now up to now, it's completely locked. So that is the most important part. Gathering and really coming one without distancing is the main reason. That's why China won the prize by distancing them and locking them. But the point here, uh, they did with the more education and standard of care and quality. Mm -hmm. Okay, keep coming to those questions, guys. I'm listening to you. I'll make sure I get all those questions asked for you. What are the kits for testing? And is there a self-test self kit available? There are three types of testing. Testing PCR, it should go to health authority to give it. Usually three to seven hours, we can get the result. Sometimes get longer by 24 hour. There is just came a kit from United States, two hours. Self kit is still not yet. Most likely companies will do it soon because everyone here want to know, I am involved or not. Do I have subclinical infection? Which is the term which we need to talk about. There are people, we saw them, they are infected, confirmed. But when they look to them, they are normal. They went through all the normal until they get the negative swabs three times and went home. So that's the issue here. That's what we call subclinical type. So not every COVID infection get major troubles or go to respiratory failure or to die. That is only a certain period of people of them. Majority, they will go subclinical. There was a guy that I know called Ty Lopez that did a, did a video and he said the, the fastest way he believes to get a vaccine invented is to offer $1 billion as a prize. And he said it won't, it won't necessarily be the places you think, but if everyone, the whole of the world is motivated to try and find a vaccine, then there'll be more effort put into doing so. Now, that you being from the medical profession, do you think every effort is being made right now to find a vaccine from every country? And you spoke about France, you spoke about the US, 
um, and you spoke about China. But do you think every country that can do the research and look for it is looking for it? I think we are in a race. Critic- I think we are in a critical time now. People are really busy from treating and confinement. People, other part, the scientists working in the lab to get something that could be successful or helpful or at least give it the trial. I don't think so any big lab from Pfizer and all these companies of the pharmacy, they are not really willing to do because it is a patent for them. Mm-hmm. Why they don't do it if it's get a patent? Mm-hmm. And the patent is going to be really winning the prize in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think so there is any really laziness in doing it or any country don't want to do it. But I think time needed to do it ethically and properly. I got some fake news. Some Arabic country, they try to, they got the vaccine and they're going to sell it in order to cover all their debts. They don't have the number of cases that to do the numbers. And then now they have the vaccine. So that is the, you see, these are rumors and news. Now we are in the era of rumors and news fake. We need to pick what's good and what's bad. I think we need to focus on the all the momentum to take care of people, plus give the researcher time in order to build their infrastructure. Hopefully, we'll get that going on. Typically, vaccines take a long time because of clinical research. It is clinical be, research. Yeah, Even the, vaccine. The, 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 the trials and testing on, on animals and then people. And, and first of all, get the, the vaccine. Second, put it on animals, third level. Put it first trial human, second trial human, third trial human. See the side effect because there is a lot of really uh, scientific and ethical background of it, which mm. is not a matter of I give vaccine and then people die of it or get some risky issues of a side effect. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what is the procedure in layman terms to develop a vaccine? Great question. What is the there are multiple types of vaccine? It is immune immune system. Either you get the virus attenuated and put it in the human body, and then so that the human body will get its own immunity. That's what happened in most of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Or get serum of the patient that had recovered, take that one and duplicate it with something else and give it as a vaccine. That one can protect it. So the way of going to the vaccination, it is more scientific, different ways, different pathways, but each one has its good and bad effect. We're all being told that it starts in the throat. We're, yeah. we're told that we get a sore throat, then a yeah. cough, yeah. and that's where it goes. Is there another way of it coming through our system? Or is that is that really, for is, nine times out of 10, that's... It that's, is contamination from the air, contamination of the hands, going to the respiratory system, from the nose, from the throat, and then going to the stay there for a few days, with the same symptoms of fever, cough, uh, stab, like tonsillitis, pain, mm-hmm. sinus congestion, some weird type which goes diarrhea. If you digest it through the through the through the gastrointestinal, most of them will die because of acidity of the stomach and the heat of the stomach, and then go back to the GI system, cause diarrhea, and some nausea, vomiting, then headache. When we go to the systemic r- effect, headache and flushes, and some people, they describe it stabbing chest pain, mm-hmm. and it's the worst chest pain that you can tolerate in the bad. I think these are the effect. Other modalities of transmission, they are not reported or really documented. Okay, why is there cloud seeding in the UAE if the virus is more active in the cold? I also heard that cold freezes the virus. Is that true? 
extreme cold might kill the virus. Extreme heat might kill the virus. Now we're going to the gray zone area. What is cold and what is hot, nobody can give you. The virus has not given us his roadmap when he can survive and when he can die. So that's the point mm -hmm. here. <laughs> so I think time will tell us which way we are going. Up to now, data, virus, more flourished in cold weather. Look to the America, the north part has been involved. Look to Europe, north part's been involved. Look to Italy can give you, Milan the north, Sicily the south. Sicily, the rate of infection is lower than Milan multiple times. Mm. Look to the Ar Arabic countries, the north get more involved rather than Oman and UAE and Qatar or Bahrain. Look to the Iran, the north of Iran more than the south. I think according to the demographic, this virus loves cold more than loves heat. But let the heat come and we can see which one he loves more. Okay, so why are young, okay, one or two more questions. Why are young, healthy medical professionals dying? I read a young Pakistani doctor died, he was in his 20s. When the medical professionals are being exposed to it, yeah. okay, there are some cases of younger people yes. uh, that, that, that have caught the virus, got very sick and passed away. Mm -hmm. Not many, but there is one or two in the UK and one or two outside of the Two UK. in the UK, I think I got. Yeah. One in Middle East, I think I heard. Somewhere in China, a few doctors in China yeah. died. The precautionary measures that been taken in the beginning is not that enough. Let's review the precautionary measures. It's very important for doctors. We are as a doctors. If we are allowed to get in contact with the suspicious or infected, we have to wear. First of all, mask, first mask, 95 and 95. Then after that, double gloving. Then gown on top of the scrubs. Then another protected complete gown, mask, face, another mask, goggles, which is ice cream, plus another cap, uh, plus shoes, these are the measures that needed to be taken for the health professional when are getting in contact with the suspicious or infected. When they're not getting that one, uh -huh. they might get easy infection. Lastly, looking at the medical profession, mm. you and your other professionals across the world have become the unsung heroes. I'm sure you don't all get into medicine and, and nursing and all of these different professions just for money. I'm, I'm sure that most of you get into it because there's a passion that you want to help people that are in less fortunate positions and, and, and find ways of making people's lives better. We, we really need to take time to acknowledge the work that you people do and the gratitude that we need to have for you, I think now is being being kind of like being seen in a, in a case like this. It's almost like when, when, when there's an emergency or when there's a war, we look at the soldiers and we see that they picked up those guns and they went to the front line and they, and they faced for their country. It's almost like you're the warriors and you're the soldiers now. Do you feel that, that there is enough that's being done to support the doctors and the nurses that are at the front line fighting this virus at the moment? Is there, is there anything that the public can do to help? I think the support from the government, support from the doctors, staffs, everybody, I, they really it is more than enough 
to go and fight that part. Government in UAE, I didn't go to America or Europe to know what's going on, but the, all the messages, all government, they took it seriously and they are really pushing to the best of their people. I think it's done properly and ethically. The point here, the only message to all people here, stay home, we are here for you. That's the way, stay home. Yes, you are staying home, not really. This is part of the job we want you to do in order to protect you and protect other people. And we are here, we left our families, we are in front of the lines with the patients or suspicious or in the surgeries or everything, but we are accepted that fact and we are for it. For all of you out there, don't forget when you get a chance, say thank you and appreciate these people for the fantastic work that they do. And I mean that seriously. Don't make an effort to kind of do that. Genuinely go out and if you find a doctor, a nurse, someone in the medical profession that's dealing with this situation and fighting for our better futures, go and say thank you, give them a pat on the back and do whatever you can to remember that these people are putting their lives on the line for us. So follow the instructions, follow the orders, don't panic. I'm so grateful that you came and joined me on the show today. So thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you. you so much. Guys, whatever you do, make sure that you stay safe and we'll see you soon.